then hello hello well it's been a little while has it yeah. yeah time is weird time is weird yes that is for sure um i know three people that got covid this week really yeah are you one of them no that's good but i heard the term now is called evaders the Evader. people who don't get yeah the people who don't get covid are called evaders i am definitely an evader not kind of would but yeah. you never know i mean you know, I, I may have had it, and it's just never like came up to consciousness. But uh, but I also like take care to not get it, so that's evading. Mm, it is evading. <laughs> yes. Anyway, but here we have a new book. Yes, did by we, Jimi Hendrix. Did, did, we, did, did we like Jimi Hendrix? By book? Grady. Grady. It was the guy on the Love Boat. Grady, um, something Grady. No, wasn't there a Grady on um, uh, on uh, Sanford and Son? No, yeah, it was the character, but also the actor who played uh, Gopher oh. with something Grady. Oh, and didn't he run for Congress? Yeah, he ran. He he was in Congress. Good for him. Yeah. I'm sure he's making only good decisions. He didn't write any books, so yeah. Mm. Well, so okay, so we read Grady Hendrix's horror star, horror star, which I we did not like. Did or not I did like, not like. But no. this book, I know I didn't. I in fact, I didn't like horror star so much that I was gonna like. Take it and like leave it in a little library. Yeah, you should. I, I still could. I mean, that's where I got this. <laughs> um, oh. But but um, after but soon after that, I, he I started getting hearing recommendations of us some of his later books. Then that there was your first edition, the horror star. Yeah. No, I mean it's probably a first printing. Oh. I mean we we read it not too long after it was released. Um, anyway. You might um, want to hang on for that. That might be worth something. <laughs> Probably not. But uh, but you know it's 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 pretty to think so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, uh, since then, I've been reading a bunch of his books, and I've been liking them all more and more. And uh, this was um, uh, the one I was going to read next, and so I pitched it to you last I time. I liked it. I liked that you pitched it. Yeah. It needs there's 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 definitely spots that needed some improvement, but overall. Mm -hmm. It was a great read, and I'm curious because you said there was a scene uh -huh. that was like, uh, <laughs> right? That was that you that viscerally got to you. You didn't oh, use yes. those words, yeah. and I'm curious to see if the, it was the same scene that I, yeah, okay, uh, thought sure. of. But should we say the plot? Yeah, we can uh, just sort of run it down as quickly as we can here. Uh, um, this is a book about a bunch of uh, southern uh, wealthy southern wives in the nineties. In the yeah, early nineties. Are they wealthy? They're wealthy-ish. They're wealth. They're they're pretty. They're pretty well off. Um, um, 
but not it's not just about them there's also um a woman who uh, uh lives in the poor part of town uh who uh, uh is works as a live in uh, healthcare. Ms. Green. Ms. Green, yep. Uh, and they have this book group. Uh, the uh, it's sort of a true. It's like a true crime. Yeah, it's it's actually very it's actually very sweet because they they're in this. Some of them are in, originally the very first scenes. They're in this more traditional book group where people have to come prepared. Can you imagine having to come prepared? <laughs> that's I mean, the book I mean, group. As if that's the book. Other book group I'm in or was uh -huh. in because mm -hmm. they wanted to do great literature yes so that, yeah so that's kind of what this book this book group is too but you can tell that um uh whoever is assigning the books in this first book group tyrant, is, she's, yeah, a tyrant. She, she's a tyrant but also it's an english major probably yeah, but it's also she's picking the books that um they're, they're all they're all vitamins they're all good for you um it is nothing fun or trashy Right. cry the beloved and these country. women want a trashy book. <laughs> yeah, no, and they can't get they can't get into it they can't get through it um so there's this whole bit of business at the beginning about you know patricia goes to the book group and she hasn't read the book and she just tries to bluff her way but she's supposed to like lead the discussion yeah. i know it's, it, that was that was it. so that was the part that's when i was like oh my god this is so cringy no that wasn't it no that wasn't <laughs> But the, the, the horror. <laughs> but by the end of that uh, chapter, they uh, a bunch of the women just sort of quit, and they formed their own book group to read yeah, the things they want to read, yeah, which like, are true crime, true and crime, and rule, um, helter skelter, yeah. um, things like that. Um, sometimes, sometimes they pepper novels. it with some other stuff. Yeah. yeah, Silence of the Lambs is one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, but and they have a lot more fun and, and lo and behold it's really easy for them to all read the books because the books just jump into your jump into your eyes no problem right you don't even read it you're not really even reading it <laughs> it reads itself so there's a there's a bunch of business about setting up who these characters are um, there's uh, the New Jersey lady whose uh, husband is an ex-cop there's the a uh, very, very wealthy woman who is extremely popular and prim, um, who is very probably being beaten by her husband. Right. There is um, our main character. Uh, She's the wife of a psychiatrist. Wife of a psychiatrist. Who's a bastard. Yeah, who's constantly... Condescending and condescending always at work. and analyzing her and, you know, um, prescribes her some meds at some point. Um, and her, of course, her terrible children. Oh, <laughs> that daughter oh, and that son. They are the terrible. Okay, and so anyway. But into this life. Into this life comes, comes this, this mysterious stranger. Sort yeah. of like uh, Thelma and Louise, uh, the Brad Pitt of Thelma and Louise. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, he, um, he moves into his aunt's house. This mean old lady next door with a barky dog. <laughs> right. Um, and she suddenly passes, and there's a strange scene. Well, in she which... doesn't suddenly pass. Yeah. She turns up in the back alley and starts and eats the air of the main character. Yeah, she chews the ear off the... off the main character, which yeah. is, you know. AKA, what's his face? The boxer. <laughs> the boxer. Oh, yeah. She Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. She Mike Tyson. She got Mike Tyson. You got Tyson. <laughs> Patricia, you got Tyson. I mean, what do you mean? Like, t taking apart like a chicken? No, the other Mike Tyson. <laughs> Tyson chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,. So this man then comes into their life. Um, he seems to be very sweet. He's uh, um, well spoken. Well spoken. He deals with the children well. He brings wealth. He brings wealth. He, a he asks for help, mm -hmm. 
And then he brings wealth to everyone. But Patricia suspects knows, suspects otherwise. Yeah, and and he and uh, and if of course because we're just running down the plot, it turns out that yes, indeed, he is as she suspects some kind of a vampire, vampire, <laughs> children of the night. <laughs> and um, they need to. They well, need first to get... they think she's crazy yeah. and they don't believe her, and then yeah, they yeah, and then there's this big time jump. And big then, time and, Trump. Is, and everybody's doing really well he's in very, investment properties. He's thoroughly insinuated himself into all of them. And lives. even the book 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 group. And he's brought the men into the book group. <laughs> Can you imagine? Men in a book group. <laughs> and a ladies' book group. And they're reading Hunt for Red fucking October. <laughs> and the women are pissed. Yes. Also, they've been cowered. Yeah, they've been cowered. Absolutely. Um, but of course, uh, uh, things come to a head, um, and, uh, the ladies have to come up with a very, um, careful and devious plan to dispatch him, uh, which they eventually do with, um, much danger and blood and, um, uh, butchering and butcher, they butcher him. They, they, they Tyson him the other way. <laughs> you're gonna Tyson me I'm gonna Tyson, Tyson you right back I'm gonna Tyson chicken you <laughs> your chicken quarters chicken quarters legs, thighs breasts <laughs> breasts cut in two double breasts wings legs skinless drums, boneless <laughs> a boom a boom <laughs> so, and that's how the book ends and it, it ends with him uh, his he's pieces, cut up into pieces but they're still moving they're still moving and it's been years <laughs> and they're put in a column Barium, yeah, and uh, the main character goes and visits it every once in a while. I can hear, I can, I can hear, can hear him trying to reconnect. Around. So yeah, it's um, and it's so that that was that's that that's was, the plot. That's the plot. That's the, the rough doubt plot. Um, uh, one of the things that's interesting about this book. So he talks. He writes about this in the introduction, saying several years ago I wrote this book called My Best Friend's Exorcism, uh, which is all about high schoolers. Um, and the high schoolers, the parents are foreigners. They're the enemy. They're inscrutable. They are the obstacle. Um, and then I realized, uh, since I, uh, especially since he had become a parent, that you know that's not the whole story. That the parents have their side of the story. They have their story too. Yeah. And so he set out to write this book, which is kind of that story. And it takes place in the same town. In the same era, right? In the same era. And there's one. There's one overlap. I'm trying to remember which characters it was. Uh, but there is a there is a, a little scene that's that shares characters. So he does actually okay. stitch them together lightly. Oh, he's sort of he's sort of Stephen King's it. He's Stephen King's it. <laughs> um, and speaking of that book, that is going to be, I believe, a Netflix. Uh, my best friend's. Uh, my best friend's exorcism, yeah. uh, starting next month. Oh, so on Netflix. On Netflix. Oh, fun. Um, this would make a great uh, TV series. As well. <laughs> I think it's already been optioned for oh, that, really? for that I'm very sure. thing. In fact, I wonder if they're uh, they opt the same people optioned it, and so they can sort of set the two stories next to each other. Oh yeah, yeah, just sort of have the parents off in the distance for the first couple seasons, and then switch. Like have the, the Zeppo in um, Buffy, <laughs> where the main characters are in the background, and then oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's that was a good episode. Um, anyway. So this book is it's actually set even how the book is um, printed uh -huh. looks like a book group book. Oh, for sure, and. 
And in the back is a reading group guide, so we thought we would. Which go. I have not seen. So I'm gonna. He's. We're gonna go blind. He's going blind. I haven't read the questions myself. Oh, excellent. So we're gonna um, go through some of the questions. We, we won't go through all of we'll them. We'll see what we can do. We're, we're, we're gonna need to stop and get more wine at some point. Right. <laughs> Pino. Pino Merlot. Um, okay. After question number one, so the group. Uh, it's the reading group guide. After an uncomfortable introduction to the neighborhood, James Harris, who is the vampire, uh -huh. quickly and most seamlessly transitions into being a trusted resident. Why does he fit in so well despite his sudden and surprising appearance? One, he's white. Two, he's uh, different. Uh, um, he brings, a, he brings yeah, excitement like, to a dull... Yeah, he's new. Um, he, oh, he's also helpless. He starts off as helpless. Yeah, that is like that brings him a honey to a <laughs> honey to a bee for women. <laughs> well, to to hus to hospitable Hus Southerners in all, this book. In general, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> is. Um, there is. I don't know if they're going to ask a question about this, but so in the book that we're talking about, <laughs> the main character goes. To call yes. on James Harris after she's is it after she got her ear bitten off or before, but she goes in and finds him and he's after, yeah. he looks like he's dead mm -hmm. and so she freaks out. She's a nurse and she tries to give him CPR and kisses him. Yep. Well, not kisses him, but has her mouth on yeah. his mouth, and that description of. Mm -hmm. How the smell and taste of his breath, mm -hmm. and was very, very. That's the other reason yeah. why he had must have had a sex appeal. Yeah, because that lingers with her for a while. Yeah, and she no. wonders, and she has to kind of purposely push it out. Yeah, I think it's significant that she's that she's the first person to see him and certainly touch him, uh, uh, and that which is why she becomes so involved taken with, with him, him. Yeah, yeah taken with him and repulsed and attracted because yeah. of her own exactly um number two discuss the dynamics of the neighborhood what are the pros and cons of living in a suburban community like mount pleasant in the 1990s do these varying do these vary depending on gender race or social status yes yes <laughs> Yeah, it's a very. You know, it's funny because suburbia. It doesn't matter what era. Mm -hmm. Suburbia is always kind of portrayed in the same. Oh yeah, for sure. I I forgot this was the '90s, and I thought it was the '60s. Oh yeah, it could have been the '60s. Yeah. We'll be back there again soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but unless you work there, um, if you're black, it's very difficult to be in that neighborhood. Um. Right or uh, poor or poor, um, and they watch. I mean, they're so suspicious of neighborhood of neighbors. Um, that who's the, one of the characters always writes down the license plates of all the all the cars in the neighborhood. I wouldn't uh, besmirch that whatsoever. <laughs> this book number three. This book is female driven, and much of the horror happens to the women and children. This mm -hmm. is true. Like all the all of the horror happens to the the Pretty men much. are completely absent from yeah. It. How do all the women in the book club respond to reports of strange or downright scary events? And how does the, their environment influence the different strengths and weaknesses the women display? 
That's a many-parted question. I know. We could just go on and on about that, or we could skip it. No, try to answer some of it. Play along. This is a book group, damn it. You're going to learn from this book group. <laughs> no mimosas for you. Um, the uh, Well, it's female-driven, yes. Um, how do the women in the book... Uh, how do the respond? women respond to the reports of strange or downright scary events? Differently. Well, most of them ignore ignore it. Most of them ignore it. Um, and and uh, the main character, Patty, Patricia? Yeah, she doesn't ignore it. She, She's the most She tries curious. to, but then she, she doesn't. She can't. She can't. And the um, the black, I'm assuming they were black women. This is green. Yeah, yeah. That um, they are uh, angry, yeah. and they reject help in a way from the white yeah women. They have to be convinced. Yeah, and because um, uh, it's, it's like a more bullshit. Yeah, you it's know? more. And it's it's funny how the the, the women in Mount Pleasant um, don't see. Uh, the danger that's right in front of them. I mean, he's trying to hide, but he's right there. Um, yeah, he's hiding in plain sight. Um, but uh, at the same time, don't see the the very real plight of uh, the women, uh, the, the families living on the other side, right in, in Mrs. Green's neighborhood. Well, there's almost like two plights, right? Because the women are so controlled by the men. They're so, they're yeah. so in need. I mean, it's kind of, it's abusive. Yeah. I mean, they need these men to survive, mm -hmm. like uh, um, financially. I mean, yeah. I mean, and and some of them has sort of made the trade. I mean, Patricia had a career, and she, she just made gave it the, up. she just gave it up. Yeah. And the uh, there's religions also playing into it. This right. one woman hides her that she's in a. She tells him her husband it's a Bible study. Uh, Bible just means book. <laughs> um, question four. Something strange is going on is a phrase Patricia repeats throughout the book. Are there red flags about James Harris early on in the woman that the women miss or ignore? Are the women's reservations different from those of their husbands? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, some of the red flags are the, uh, the, the constantly changing uh, backstory he offers up. Which only Patricia really... Yeah. Because Patricia is the first person that talks to him. Yeah. He's in a weakened state. Right. She He needs help to establish an identity. Yes. And she goes along and helps him, believes his stories of, I lost my driver's license and... Mm -hmm. I lost my a, wallet at home. He has a huge bag. <laughs> <Can> you... <laughs> When's when, the last time you've left your wallet? I okay, so I was <laughs> when I was a teenager, I was on a date with um, Joy. Uh -huh. Joy was a couple years older than me. And, no, it wasn't Joy. It was Susan. Susan Passwick. Susan. She was my girlfriend in fourth grade, and uh -huh. then we went on a date when I was in high school, and I forgot my wallet. <laughs> oh, no. That was the first and last date we ever went on. Yeah, that's <laughs> For nice. other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> many, many, for many reasons. Many, many reasons. Some of which persist to this oh, day. Oh, I forgot. Uh, what? What? I forgot my I really did forget my wallet oh, because, no. you know, I have a little ADHD. And, <laughs> um, the, uh, there's one woman. What's her name? Which one is it? She refuses to believe anyway. She yes. is so stubborn. I'll, I'll find her. I want to say her name is McCarthy. But in Steel Magnolias, there's uh -huh. a Weezer. 
And Weezer is played by Shirley MacLaine. Uh -huh. And Weezer is the curmudgeon, yes. the stubborn. And I kept seeing Shirley MacLaine as Weezer in this character. She just would downright refuse to believe anything. She turned heel. She, <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, right in the stories. And uh, um, and in the end, she comes she comes through, she, yeah, just like Weezer end. does in, yeah. in Steel Magnolia. So, um, and uh, there's Kitty. Yeah, Kitty is... She, is she the one from New York? She's the one from New Jersey. She's, yeah. a, she's also... I mean, she also gets it, but they, they all choose to ignore it except for Patricia. And mm -hmm. Patricia ignores it because she was hospitalized. Yeah, and she so, was shamed so let's into. Get to, let's get to the, uh, the in between the questions here. Um, you were going to ask what that moment was, where yeah. I was just squirming and squirming and squirming. Yeah, it was the moment when uh, they were expecting. Um, it's, it's at the, the 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 big time break in the middle of the book. The big climax where the she Patricia has gotten all the rest of the book club to uh, work with her to um, to get James Harris out of town, and uh, instead of James Harris pulling up. All of the husbands, the husbands pull, up. pull up. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god! Were, and, and they have they have all of their agency and their whole reality just ripped out from under them. Completely. It reminds me of uh, in Rosemary's Baby, where Rosemary goes to the good doctor after she's escaped from the uh, brownstone, and she explains the whole story, and he's very understanding and very kind. And why don't you lay down and take a little nap and will get you set up to go to the hospital and in walks her husband and doctor yeah. what's his name and uh yeah. dr abra yeah abiza hab or whatever his name yeah. was and, and realized they're all they well the doctor wasn't the good doctor wasn't in on it but he didn't know he thought she was like yeah she had like uh um she was pregnant and kind of getting a little psychotic yeah and so it was just like oh yeah. She could have escaped, and she didn't. And she didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, so that's why that happens like halfway. To that the wasn't point. what I was thinking of, but no. that's okay. No. I was just squirming like, oh, no. I was squirming <laughs> during the whole rat scene. <laughs> the rat scene. The rat scene was not cool. That was probably the most explicit scene in the book. Yeah. And like, the until the very, very end. Until the end, but it was gruesome. Yeah. And it reminded me of of Willard. Yes. And it also reminded me of, and, you know, Grady Hendrix takes some of the tropes of Dracula. Yes. And, and you see them like kind of, what's suggested in Dracula is played out in this book. So, yeah. He has control over the rats yep. and the rats devour. Do his bidding. Yeah. <sighs> just, just, yeah, it's, it's very untidy. It's very untidy. Um, <laughs> All right. Question. Okay. Question five. Patricia is the one person who remains suspicious of her handsome new neighbor despite his friendly and charming exterior. Why do you think she, out of all of James Harris's new friends in the quiet neighborhood, is more prone to con in considering the possibility of the menace in their midst? That's a really good question. Part of the reason is what we were talking about before, which is that she had this first unguarded contact with him, um, and he depended on her. She knows information about how he manipulates people because she herself was manipulated to do all that banking stuff. But then I think more importantly, most importantly, is that um, 
uh, he spends more time with her and the family than anybody else. He's always over there keeping an eye on them, and she feels really observed. There's that, but, you know, if you also think about it psychologically, mm -hmm. she's... So he aroused in her something, mm -hmm. something erotic and also discontent. Mm -hmm. Like she was in the book, in the beginning of the book, you hear sort of her schedule. You oh, hear right. sort of the routines of her life and yeah. these women's lives. It's very Stepford Wivesy. Yeah. And he arouses, he shakes that up. Yeah. And I think... From a, from a psychological point of view, she's projecting her own discomfort. Sure. Like, it shook something up in her. It has to be something with him. Ah. Right? That, that's but, and it was. Yeah, and sure. it was. But um, yeah. whether he's a vampire or not. Yeah. Because um, we know, we already know. And we already know as the reader. Yeah. He's... He's the vampire. Yeah. You know, he fits. He has a van where you can't see in. <laughs> I know. Right? The old lady who is a vampire. Is a vampire. He kills her. He drinks from her blood and she becomes a vampire. And right in the beginning of the book. And she didn't just pop yep. out of nowhere. Yep. It could not be any the other The bag way. of cash. The no ID. The, you already know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's, and he's seductive. But not like, you know, I want to drink your blood, no, I'm going to hypnotize you. He's, he's seductive. He seduces everybody. Yeah, he's seductive in all the ways. In all the ways. Um, but she's also the most curious. She's the mm -hmm. one who goes. She's also yeah. the one who... And she's discontented enough. She's ready to get... Yeah. She's ready to be shaken up in her discontent. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um. The response to the reports of the missing children in Six Mile versus the Old Village differ greatly among both residents and law enforcement. What are the social implications of these differing reactions and how do they influence the way the story plays out? What are the social implications? So in Six Mile... Which is where people, Mrs. Green lives. Right? Mrs. Green lives. Children are being disappeared. Yeah. And ch or children are killing themselves. Acting yeah. strangely and killing themselves because yeah. he's going there, drinking their blood, and sort of poisoning them. Yeah, and they bec they're becoming addicted to it, and it's yeah. There's something, there's something opioid about it. Yeah, when you get bit. Yeah. But then he's also outright killing them. Yeah. So, the people there are sending their children away. Yeah, they're they're sending them out of town, out of the state. Um, they've tried to get the police to help. The police takes their reports and uh, just throws them, it's, just it's, files them yeah, away. It's, it's as if their lives don't matter. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, and uh, the the women in uh, 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 old village. Um, yeah. Are uh, they're, they're housewives and they don't matter. Yeah. They, <laughs> they're in, well, they they they're concerned about what's happening in in Six Mile, but up to a point, and only up to a point. Yeah, and the law enforcement in this book has, does not, there's it has no role in solving the problem. Yeah. At all. Exactly. Um, despite the small-town charm and the close-knit ties in Mount Pleasant, Patricia finds her confidence broken again and again by the people she trusts. How is her trust betrayed both inside her social circle and beyond her community? And beyond, 
and beyond her community. Well, I mean, her husband. Um, her husband treats her like she's a child. She treats her like she's a child. Um, uh, her friends <clears throat> betray her because they yeah they t- they narc on her. They don't believe her. They don't believe her until they have firsthand evidence. Um, who's the first person who believes? Isn't it? Uh, isn't Kit, it, isn't is it Kitty? It's either Kitty or Mrs. Green. Uh, Mrs. Green believes. Kitty believes earlier on, but also uh, Slick. Who Slick. Slick gets uh, gets raped by James Harris. Yes, and dies. And dies. I know. I mean, this book. It seems like it's you know, this book it's frothy, it, but is 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 frothy, but it gets it goes to some it's pretty gruesome. dark places. Um, her husband is really the one who breaks because there's no relationship there. Uh, Patricia's husband. Yeah, there's no, no relationship. I no, mean, his his only relationship is with. Um, uh, his career, um, and uh, and then later his uh, his business relationship with James Harris, but then also it's it's hinted at, but it's pretty obvious he's stepping out on her all the time. Well, yeah, James Harris tells her that. Yeah, eventually at the end, but even <laughs> yeah. before that. Um, although there is one obvious monster at the center of the story, we learn that fear, dread, and terror come in many forms. Is there more than one kind of monster in the book? These are like rhetorical questions. Yeah. What are there's, the there's, scariest there's, elements there's of this story and why? I mean, they're all monsters. They're all monsters. <laughs> the children are the worst. Oh, my God. Corey in blue. <laughs> the worst children. <laughs> the worst. That's exactly. Um, <laughs> the women, the worst. The only one that is, that is beyond reproach is Ragtag, the dog. <laughs> Ragtag seems to be pretty decent, all told. Um, and I actually kind of like the uh, uh, the um, uh, Patricia's mother, mother. Pa- demented mother, Patricia's mother-in-law, uh, who is uh, yeah, she's got Alzheimer's and she's losing much of her memory. But um, she remembers this. But she remembers this because this guy's been in this town before. Yeah, he messed Harris, everything up. James Harris had pulled this game before. Um, discuss how the women come together in the, to end the threat. Do you think the women's actions are justified or do they go too far? Well, no, they don't go too far. They destroyed a vampire. Yes. They could go a little further. Some flames could have been involved. Yeah. I didn't, well, they were going to take him to the crematorium, but, uh, cause conveniently one of the women work. Yeah. But they couldn't, they said they couldn't, uh, how would you explain away these bags that are moving and vibrating? It is difficult. It is t- it is but why couldn't they just start a little fire? Or a big one. <laughs> yeah, they could have burned his house down. or Burned his house down or, you know, his van's parked in the woods. Just, you know, put the... That's the part that didn't... Was unbelievable. I, dude, they lost me right there. Um, It was, it was sort of the end, the way they take him on... Felt like what people do, like okay, we gotta, we gotta make this dinner. Let's make it. You get, you do this, you do that. I'm gonna do this. We're gonna do that. It was it was that was fantastic. We're having a potluck. Um, and uh, and and Mrs. Green and the the most snooty of the of the book group women, 
are are the ones who are the experts on how to get stains out of carpeting yeah, they and they right. use their skills to the fullest <laughs> yeah, they as they i mean yeah they they they, 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 do, they do the the uh, the vivisection of james harris as though it were thanksgiving dinner. and he's taunting them the whole time <laughs> my spine's coming back together <laughs> i know it's it's horrifying that whole that was the whole scene they drove nails into his eyes yep um, didn't stop him. Nope. <laughs> Discuss the novel in terms of other vampire horror fiction. What elements of vampire lore, lore has Grady Hendrix expanded upon, discarded, and added to the genre? Do you think he has successfully furthered readers' expectations for grand, uh, vampire novels? Uh, yes. I think so, yeah. He, um, uses the same ideas, but you don't, um, so, for instance... Uh, Hendrix comes to the Hendrix no James uh, Harris. Harris comes to the door and uh, you know there's the whole invitation to come yes in they never make that explicit they never make it explicit but it's the thing that's happening oh you're inviting me in yes of course come on in alrighty alrighty um, <laughs> yeah and the, the, the doing the, the, the rats thing the, the, the controlling rats and owls you know right. night creatures yeah um, the whole bit about you know light sensitivity it doesn't kill him, um, but he, he, it disables it him disables greatly. Him. Um, what else? He uh, doesn't. He's not sleeping in a coffin, but he is. He is. He sleeps like the dead. He sleeps like the dead. She thought he was dead. Yeah. He had no pulse. Yeah, and um, other things. Uh, uh, he was old. He was. Yeah, he's very old. He was. Um, he had some kind of instead of fangs, though. He had some sort of. Well, it's interesting because. The old lady had fangs. Kind Did of. he have fangs? Because he know, had like he, he seemed to have some sort of. Had this thing that that would he'd, his he'd, jaw his, unhinged. His jaw would unhinge and like a second mouth would come out. I thought almost. the old lady had fangs. Maybe she's like a secondary. Yeah. He's like the primary vampire, and then yeah. Um, he bites them not in the neck but on the thigh. In the thigh. Yep. And the Promoter. bite makes is a very. Um, pleasurable experience. pleasurable experience like an opioid experience yeah. yep um, but it also Patricia and the daughter both get bit and there's like lasting pain in that yes. leg yes there's something that gets that happens yeah. in the blood in that part of her body they have to get infusions and stuff yeah no it's um and uh, and uh, the, one of the things uh, the, the like one of the big problems with vampire mythology, um, that had to be resolved early on in the 20th century is that you know not everybody who dies from a vampire bite turns into a vampire. Right. You, know, you have to explain that because otherwise the whole world would be vampires by, you know, in 25 weeks, whatever. So how did um, he explain it? Um, there's he a different. There's him. a different way. Apparently, when he rapes um, uh, Slick, she was on her way to becoming another vampire, um, and he doesn't do that very often. Uh, which is why when she dies that she wanted to be cremated and she does indeed get cremated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, most vampire novels now and certainly for some decades now will do the... Uh, that creative, You have to drink the blood yeah, of the vampire. Well, Dracula did that. Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't do it with... Uh, well, you don't know if he did it with Mina. Not Mina. Um, Lucy Westerner. 
Yeah, you don't know, but you yeah. assume because yeah. she becomes a vampire. But you know, you know, because she could feel the taint inside of her, <laughs> the dark taint of his blood. Lean in my taint. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, those are those are good questions. So that's what a book group. That's what that's what a, that's what a book group is supposed to do, huh? You're supposed to ask questions and then answer them. We should have figured that out a yeah. while ago. <laughs> while we're while we're pondering, um, uh, you know, where we have gone wrong. Right. <laughs> Maybe it's time for a cocktail. oh, the shame. <laughs> it is. It's cocktail time. It is. This is a good one. <laughs> this is a good one. This is good for all any day, all day. Right. It's also healthy. It's healthy. <laughs> it's got vitamin C. Talk, Paul. So, <laughs> tell us about this. So, uh, this drink. So, get some uh, good orange juice mm-hmm. with pulp. Oh no, no pulp. <laughs> but do some fresh squeeze and then strain it. Strain it. There but we go. didn't do that. We just got the. We got. That Tropicana. solid mass and do they still sell orange juice in that frozen? I don't think so. I mean, they've got to. I'll, yeah, I will we, look. Maybe, so maybe in the maybe in the suburbs. So um, this is a take on a mimosa. So, but a southern style. Southern style. So you get yourself some southern comfort. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Do uh, get a champagne flute. Put in maybe a half a shot of southern comfort okay. in there. And then put in your uh, orange juice and then top it off with some club soda to give it a little uh, fizzy-ness uh, yes. instead of the champagne. And uh, what are we calling this? Shelby drink. <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you repeat that, please? Shelby <laughs> So there's a scene in Steel Magnolias where Julia Roberts' character is having a diabetic... Uh, episode mm-hmm. and so she starts swearing and being and being mean and shaking and frothing at the mouth and they get her some juice and Sally Field Sally Shelby, Field. Shelby drink your juice Shelby drink so, your juice Shelby drink your juice Shelby drink, drink your, your juice fuck you mother fuck you Shelby. Shelby drink your juice so, so the name of the drink is Shelby, Shelby drink, drink your, your juice, juice. <laughs> which could not be semicolon fuck you mother fuck you mother steel magnolia part two <laughs> that was awesome well it's delicious it's delicious i've been drinking it for hours <laughs> all right chin chin okay all right um this is we, when we we drank our drink and now and now we go pick the next book book all right, here we go. So we're in the basement. Yeah. And so there's been talk about starting to wrap up. Yes. This book. Yeah. Our book group of the air. Yeah. So we've been doing it for. Since 2007. 2007, 15 years. It's a long time. That's a long time. <laughs> um, More years than we have listeners. So. <laughs> true. True. So we're at 166. Yeah. Do we want to end the next um, book? Or do we want to do a round number at 170? Um, I'm, not just, I'm not superstitious about numbers or anything like that. Um, but you know what? Let's do 170. Um, 170. That, that's 170 four more. That's uh, four, four more, more books. Four more episodes. Yep. 
that's like the end of this year. It's the end of it. And oh, who are we kidding? It'll, it'll be probably be like the beginning next of next May. year. <laughs> no, it'll be February, <laughs> January, February. So uh, we're in the slow decline. The slow decline of, of Necronomapod. Yeah. Uh, registered trademark. So. Um, <laughs> Is it though? Is it though? It should have been. It should have been. Somebody stole it from us. <laughs> um, you know who you are. You're probably not listening, but we know Mm-mm. who you are. Um, so do we? Want to return to some old books that we've read and reread them? I always thought it would be nice to end with the first book that we read. I agree. Um, I agree. I think. And, I think. But I don't want to do all. I don't want to revisit all of any other books, really. To tell you the truth, I would. I would love to go back, and we can definitely revisit um, World War Z. World War Z for our last episode. Um, I am tempted to have us do House of Leaves again. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus, no! No, okay. Now, if if I if, if I, we were gonna do that, I would make that our last book. We could do that our last our last book. Well, let's keep that in the hopper. We Fiddly have two last Fiddly books, but we should do um uh just something else. <laughs> yes, we should. How about how about we go back and do an old gothic? Okay, what are you thinking of? I'm kind of thinking of doing Matthew Lewis's The Monk. Didn't we already do that? No. We oh. did one about a monk, which I think was trying to play it off. It was called Monk. If, no, it was called, <laughs> I can't remember. Um, a Monk, not The Monk. Hey, hey, we're the monk. <laughs> Keys. Keys. Um, no, but I've never read, uh, it's, a, it's a classic. Um, it's a very weird book. It'll be not super easy to read because it was published in the late 18th, early 19th century. Oh, Jesus. Um. Right. We're returning to our roots, <laughs> and we could just bitch about it for an hour. Great, fine. that and sounds great. That. The Monk the by monk. Richard Harris by Matthew Lewis by Matthew, Matthew Lewis Monk Lewis. All right, The so Monk. By that'll Matthew. be our that'll be our next book. What that's the our next book. All right, that won't be easy. You're you're gonna wish we had read House of Leaves. Is there a way to find this book? Oh yeah, no. Okay, it's very it's it's never it hasn't been out of print for more than a couple of years in the last okay. few centuries. All right. The Monk. The Monk. By Richard Harris. <laughs> Matthew, Matthew Lewis. Lewis. The end. The end. That might be the end. There's always that one book that kills your book group. Yeah. This could be it. That could be it. All right. <laughs> we're out of the basement. I'm trying to remember. There was a book that killed a book group that you and I were both in years and years and years ago. It was a geisha. Uh, Memoirs of the Geisha. Memoirs of the Geisha killed. Yeah, that, that killed our book group. That killed, and I was in another book group, and the book, the book that killed that book group was written by, um, it was a book, it was like, oh, what was her name? She was a famous food writer in the 50s and 60s, M.W. something, hmm. and that book killed the book group. <laughs> now this, this, if I was still doing Facebook, this would be a question for the Facebooks, like, we, Which book killed your book yeah, group? You, you have, have you been in a book group that ended? What was the book that killed the book group? And then this last book group I'm in, it might re, it might resurrect in a new form, mm-hmm. but it was Jasper Ford's... Um, well, uh, 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 Air Affair? The Air Affair killed the book group. Really? Yeah. People couldn't go with it? Um, it was enough of a book... That people, some people didn't, the ones who weren't engaging didn't engage. Mm-hmm. The ones who were 
kind of assholes just didn't read it at all. Oh, nice. Like they read one page and like, this is stupid. And then the, <laughs> there was four of us diehards that, because we had all, two of us had already read it and wanted to yeah. read it. We had just read Jane just read Jane Eyre and we thought, well, wouldn't that be cool to read For sure. the uh, Eyre Affair and just see, now I understand some of the references because yeah. I had, didn't understand any of the references. Uh, does the people who are like, who turned their nose up at it don't know oh. what a, an opportunity that they missed because once you read that book and especially when you read its sequels, those books are designed to make smart people who, people who think they're smart feel smarter. I think it was the <laughs> genre, this book genre they could not... They couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't get into slipstream, kind yeah. of fantasy. They just couldn't do it. So that killed. Yeah. That killed the book group. For and sure. Do you have any other book groups that you've been at? Killed that the book that killed the book group. Not, not really. Um, I mean, you could always you could start to see something dying. Yeah. And it's just that one book that. <laughs> yeah. Well, people just stop stop showing up and stuff like that. People stop showing up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, our, I'm in another book group, um, uh, I call, which I call the Dudes Book Group, and we generally read nonfiction because that's not what I read usually, right. uh, unless I'm paid to. Um, and I'm really glad I'm in it because I've read some excellent books uh, that I wouldn't have read had I not been assigned them. And you've done that book group for a long time, too. Yeah, well, well, what it's become is basically what book groups all always become. It's an excuse to get together with people you don't see very often right. and drink. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it's, but we talk about the book sometimes. Yeah, um, I mean, I pride myself on having read every book, um, and other members of the group, um, you know, will they half-ass it? They, some, some, there's there's a couple who haven't read a, a whole book in three years, um, but uh, uh, but sometimes they do. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, but, so, but well, they always drink. So what book killed uh, this book group? <laughs> this one? Well, oddly enough, it was House of Leaves eight years ago. <laughs> no, I think, I think, um, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I, I, uh, I, I feel ready to wrap this up, and it's because I listen to, I've been listening to other um, literary podcasts. And, um, we're not a literary podcast. No, we're absolutely not. We're not. Um, we're just a couple of guys drinking and talking about a book we read. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, but uh, I just, I, I listen to them. I think, you know, this is like really doing a book justice. Um, and uh, I just feel a little like, I don't know. I can sit and talk with you and drink and talk about and and talk about books and we don't have to do. But it was an excuse stuff. to get together. Oh, we and have lots of excuses to get together. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it feels like I think COVID for me is the one that was sort of like yeah, it's running out of steam. But I got to tell you, having a podcast, there's some bragging rights to it. Oh yeah, I, and I, having and been on the sort of the bubble, the beginning of the podcast yeah. craze. There's some bragging rights to that, even though nobody, yeah, people do go, oh, wow, yeah, and when 2007, oh, yeah, we had to figure it all out ourselves, mm -hmm. how to do it, and yeah, um, so I miss that, yeah, because I don't have anything else to brag about, really. So. <laughs> what do you mean? You have a good job. You drive a sweet car. <laughs> no and no. <laughs> I don't know. You have a decent job. 
Um, but who knows? You know, who knows what other iterations? But uh, yeah, well, and one of the things, and we can talk about this in the future. But I have other things, other ideas. Um, since we we when we originally launched this, it was supposed to be a monthly thing, and, right? Uh, and uh, you know, in a good year, we'll get twelve episodes out. But it's been it's hard to read a book. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, in, a especially, in a month especially when you're in a lot of book groups um but um uh we can just you know we can just read a book together and and do this whenever we want it doesn't have to be we don't have to like pick the book now. yeah because it's not like we have a huge audience no no we purposely didn't grow our audience and our audience didn't grow so, didn't grow. so there it is so there it is <laughs> Oh, we could have monetized this, but then we had all the swears. So that oh, would... so many swears, and all, and the and the just the, the out of control, um, uh, unsourced music. None <laughs> 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 of that ever happened. <laughs> all right. <laughs> One thing I will do though is I am going to go up and I'm going to download and archive on a disc for each of us every episode okay good there's some links that are already broken oh so. i'm sure but, I but might don't have, you didn't you save all of them i might have all the source files oh okay um um because I, I, I didn't keep all i keep I all that stuff i didn't keep all the uh, yeah i should be able to reconstruct the entire run all 166 episodes jesus so, so yeah. it will be 170 it'll be i think i feel good about ending at 170 yeah yeah, I was thinking, oh, 200, that's a nice round number. But that's like, you know. That's I'll, five years from now. That's five years from now. I'm going to be, be well re- into my dotage. I'll be by retired the... by then. <laughs> <laughs> you get to retire, you lucky dog. All right. Well, anything else you want to say about this here book? Um, anything that impressed you? Anything that's anything that other than the van, the van pulling up with the men in it? Anything that scared you? I mean, there was uh, the, the, whole, uh, the whole bit with uh, being stuck in his attic. Um, with the dead body. Oh yeah, that was good. And, uh, and him in the house, and oh. that was Patricia. Really, what are you was, doing in the attic? That was really, really scary, and that is going to be. That was tense. That was really tense, um, and really well done. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed with Grady Hendrix because, I just by magic, um, kept reading him when I had written him off. Yeah, and, I uh, thought there was some things. I thought the one character, the kind of the prudish. The wheezy character whose name we can't remember, I I felt like that was a little over. There were some points that just seemed like it was dragging and it was a little overdone and it was sort of like, come on, yeah, just get maybe, on, maybe yeah, get on with it. Mm-hmm. She's like the Cassandra, nobody's listening to her. Yeah, I oh, thought definitely that. Um, even though all the evidence is, and I I thought that, you know, there's a trend of portraying teenagers as fucking assholes Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that's always no uh legitimate but this and i could see this teenager and she's in my head like i could see a 90s movie like the teenager in poltergeist Uh is who i kept seeing as this daughter yeah and there's some other girls who play actresses who play this kind of character the eye rolling yeah um, awful um, teenager. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, Sometimes that to me that. it's like killing a dog. You know, it's easy to write a teenager like that. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think I think uh, Grady gets in this in this particular case he gets extra credit for that because um, that's how he wrote the parents in the book that was from the teenager's point of view. 
Oh. Um, just sort of dismissing them. And so the, the parents get to do that, too. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I, I do want to say, so I have read many, if not most of his books now. Um, he's got a new one coming out called How to Sell a Haunted House about mm. ghosts and realty. Mm. Um, he has a sci-fi novel, that just a novella that just came out recently called Bad Astronauts <laughs> um, that I haven't read either. Um, and he's got a couple of like early books that are out of print. But um, uh, He definitely this, has good titles. Yes, he really does. And he has like the books are well packaged. Um, like the, my best friend's exorcism, the original cover of the book looks like a VHS tape oh, yeah. from the eighties. It's, it's great. Um, but I want to say he wrote a book called, um, we sold our souls about, um, Satanism and heavy metal music. Hmm. Um, and about a woman who, whose bandmates sold his, her soul so that he could be famous. Oh. Um, that was a cool book. <laughs> Plus he was the guy along with, um, Will, um, uh, with the guy who does too much horror fiction, he's the guy who wrote Paperbacks from Hell. Oh, that, oh, which, yeah. Which books you know cleared all the cool paper, all the cool horror books off out of the used oh. bookstores, so now they're hard to find because of because of him. Wait a minute, I don't like him at all anymore. You too, you asshole. <laughs> Fred Grandy, that's who I'm thinking of from Love Boat, not oh, Fred, Grady. Fred, Fred Grandy. Okay. Sorry, Grady. <laughs> Well, whatever. All right. Well, so what should we do with this sucker? Anything else about this book? Is there anything else you want to say about this book? Um, not, no, not really. I want to say one more thing. I oh. want to say something about the end, the, not the, the, the close to the end, the climax of the taunting of Patricia. To me, that was the most horrible. So <sighs> she horrible. goes to sort of, she's going to give himself to her as a, Oh. As a way to, as a way to sort of throw him off, so that these yeah. uh, other women can come in and kill him, and uh, he just is horrible to her. But yeah. I think him doing that is what gets her to state, say to the husband, "We're done. We're done." I yeah. think he just verbalizes the way the husband's actually been treated. Yeah, her. he verbalizes the, her husband's contempt for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or just not or dismissal yeah and uh which is contempt i guess so yeah i mean she changes yeah you know yeah i, she, I thought of it that way but i think you're right yeah it was a sad scene because mm -hmm. she's like doing her best to comply to comply but also to seduce him mm -hmm. or to throw him off and but still he wants her yeah. He wants her. He wants the children. He wants the family. He wants them all. Yeah. He wants everything they have. Yeah. Because he's alone. Yeah. And he's, and he's always hungry. And he's always hungry. Always. Completely understand that. Um, so always being hungry. So, <laughs> all right. So what should we do with this sucker? Well, I, I think, think we, we should give it a really shitty book to read. <laughs> give it a really shitty book to read. And make and, it. And make then them, buried under the peach tree. And make them, and make them lead the book group. And make them and lead, make the, lead the, the book, book group. group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Na 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 na